0: Welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk with martial arts practitioners about their histories and the influence that their practice of martial arts has on their lives. You are listening to the free version of this podcast, which is abbreviated. Help support this program by considering to subscribe to us on Patreon, where you will get four full-length podcasts each month one week before the YouTube release date. The cost is that of about one coffee shop coffee per month. Go to www.patreon.com malmag to subscribe. That is www.patreon.com malmag. If you would like to purchase single full-length episodes of the Martial Arts Lifestyle podcast, visit our Gumroad page, at malmag.gumroad.com, and that is M-A-L-M-A-G dot G-U-M-R-O-A-D dot This week, I sit down with educator, martial artist, and stand-up comic, Dr. Brian Stoops. We talk about his history and how martial arts weaves in with all of those things that he does. Sit back and enjoy.
1: okay everybody. welcome to the martial arts lifestyle podcast and today i've got uh, a very good friend of mine a dear friend who i've known for i got probably as long as i've been studying at the inosanto academy um so probably 15 at least years uh used to be kind of local to me here in california and then he, he moved off um back to the east coast and uh I'm going to introduce him by his title, Dr. Brian Stoops, because it makes him sound really cool. (laughs) I don't know how how accurate that is, but I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right. Welcome to the show, Brian. (laughs) Really happy to be here, Tim. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. There's a little inside joke about the doctor. I mean, not that I ever joked about it, but you you remember the time we were sitting at lunch, and I, I think I jokingly called you doctor, and someone at the table was like, what? you're a doctor and you said, Oh yeah, I got a PhD in education. He goes, you're not a doctor. And I'm like, palm butt on the head, like, come on, dude. Uh. <laughs> That's all right. You
2: know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's just that additional three and a half years yeah, exactly. of, uh, of classes and then, uh, you know, writing that 200 page research paper, you know, just like everybody's done pretty right. standard That's stuff, having you people. know,
1: Take it apart word by word. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, well, it makes for at least a funny little joke we can say every time we get it, together. <laughs>
2: it, it absolutely does. And just so we don't start off on the wrong foot, I, you know, I, I earned that degree in 2011. It's been a really long time. Um, at the time, it was very important to me because I had yep. just done it. Um it was a lot of hard work and I'm still happy I did it. I, I really don't take myself all that seriously. And I'm, I've never been one of those people, you know, I I used to work with a guy at a high school who also had a PhD and he would give detention if any of his students called him, Mr. And I would be like, look, buddy, you are not, you are not helping our case. Like (laughs) the clever kids are probably, I did, not see that coming right (laughs) Right. and it it just you know it it should facilitate a conversation about what's possible in education and that really anybody can do anything if if they don't get wore out in the process and they have the resilience to do it um and that's that's really how i feel about it
1: yeah absolutely well i mean we kind of know just through martial arts there's a plethora of titles that are floating around. And especially those of us who are kind of going across mixed disciplines. I mean, if you wanted to get all worked up about it, someone not calling you the right title in the right class and all this stuff. And it's like, that's just too much to keep up with. You know, as long as someone isn't being blatantly disrespectful, it's like, you know, we can talk about that kind of stuff later on and you can implement right. it. or you know, Don't have to, it's not really as important as learning and, you know, moving forth. Right. But uh,
2: I don't, you know, and to, to speak to that, um, my students, I've always said, you know, outside of class, I'm, I'm good with Brian. Um, in class, you have a, you have a number of titles you could default to. I usually go with Guru just because I'm doing more Southeast Asian than any, you know, it seems, seems right. Um, just based on what I'm usually teaching. And for my, for my money. I, I like just a small degree of formality above. I know a lot of contemporary martial arts instructors are. Oh, they should just you know your students should call you by your first name, and there should be that whole thing. And and I, for my money, it's like, well, how about how about we have like one small step of formality above that? You know, we don't overdo it with the titles, and we don't we don't start to get crazy. Um, but I all in the same way you know nobody none of the high school students that I teach are ever going to be calling me Brian i'm i'm sorry it's just yeah it's
1: well <laughs> big, you know so it's yeah yeah it's a very different situation um yeah i i for an example um there was a teacher who was my high school teacher in senior year high school ap course now the thing is i had known him Six years before, because he's the father of my oldest best friend. And so I don't think there's any point that I ever called him Gary. It was always Mr. Wagle until I interviewed him for a ongoing documentary project I've been doing about teachers, uh, my teacher in particular, formal and informal, and kind of tying it all together. It's still kind of a project that's in the works. It's been in the works for almost two decades at this point because people I want to interview are all over the place. At that point he's like, "No, oh, just call me Gary and I'm like, "I think I'm okay with maybe calling you that now. as a right. 30 right. some old man you know i, I yeah can be kind of cool with that yeah and um you, I because he's insisted a few times now so yes <laughs> yeah.
2: um i I'm old enough now I have a couple of former high school students that you know they're they're uh, young adults now and they've gone into education and they'll send me messages. And, um, it's very humbling that way. You know, I, I'm, I, I did a lesson on such and such today and I, and I stole from you and I, oh, that just, that just makes me feel so good. Um, you know, and then they'll always, you know, well, thank you so much, Dr. Stoops. And I'm like, I, I think we're good with Brian.
1: Yeah. And,
2: and they're really like, that just sounds weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I've definitely experienced it going the other direction as well. And, um, but I also think in the same way, like if you were teaching a class, like I would just call you guru Tim, you know, or whatever, like, it's, it's just that sort of, Yeah. it it doesn't have to be the kind of thing because I think that's the rhetoric that people would use to dismiss it. Well, you want everybody uncomfortable. You want everybody walking on eggshells. No, I I don't. Um, again, I think I think a small measure of decorum and formality is is just nice in the class environment. And then if if everybody's going out for dinner after class, you know, with the exception of Guru and Asanto, like we're all calling each other by our first names, you know, because that's that's our collegiality and that's kind of that's our community and and that's what's comfortable.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, class needs to kind of move with some sort of order and that's why you know I tell people look, you know, if you're going to ask a question, do raise your hand and say guru or sifu or or whatever. And one, it gets the teacher's instru- uh, attention, it also gets the attention of the class because I think <clears throat> I mean, we'll we'll backtrack here in a second because I think people are uh, going, "Oh, I get it. Brian's a teacher." And we'll kind of get into that in a second, but you know, I I've, I've taught, you know, that uh at that level a little bit as well in central asia and it's just like i think we've heard this forever as students and as teachers like if one person has a question probably other people have that question too and i think the moment you kind of step into that formal mode hand raise excuse me guru excuse me sifu excuse me professor or doctor you know whatever it at least grabs the attention of everyone else and now there's a focus on this moment that hopefully is a, a learning moment you know it's not for, I mean, I guess, you know, obviously people use it to stroke egos, but, you know, um, in and of itself, it's probably not meant that way, to be that way.
2: <laughs> right. And that's certainly the the absence of stroking of, of egos, I, I believe, is what's been modeled for us again and again and again within our lineage and all the other associated people, you know, that guru in Asanto usually the people that stick the people that seem to kind of fit um and and stay around within you know within the years and the decades um i, I i've seen that as well
1: yes and then we think about you know since it's we're kind of multidiscipline, we look at you know so the difference of formalities in the different arts and i would say probably one of the more formal ones is muay thai and and shuto i mean definitely shoot but something that probably most people listening would be familiar with is muay thai and we, we think of, you know, like Ajahn Chai and Ajahn Chai is not having us be that disciplined in the respect for him. It's clearly for what came before and the whole, the whole thing, the culture and, and what have you. And that's why he keeps that fairly strict. And I think that's important and, you know definitely not necessarily for him. And I'm, I'm sure people outside might argue that, but, you know, being inside and around him and, and others for a while. It's definitely not that.
2: Yes. I, I mean, and that's, I, I think if the years has gone on, have gone on, you've also seen him and I'm certainly can't be the only one who thinks this, you know, he's gotten a little bit more explicit in his language about acknowledging his mortality and that, yeah. you know, he's, he's not going to be around forever and he's building something within us Right. that is for us. and so I think that that instinct um you know, to make that that why um right. a habit is I think that's exactly right as you're saying it's initially that might present like well, this is a an in class disciplinarian modality and and then you know long term you ultimately realize, like so many things. Well, no, this is, this is for us. This is something, however painful um, this lesson is, <laughs> has been to <laughs> learn. I mean, that discipline ultimately is, is for us and is for our ability to perpetuate the same thing and then make it better uh, for the people chronologically coming up behind us.
1: Right. Uh let me ask you something funny because I'm sure this has happened to you as well. So, you know, this has become so habitual in that. So how many times have you given the why to, I don't know, someone you just bought bread from or your sandwich or (laughs) outside the dojo, just walking out, talking to somebody, you end the conversation, all of a sudden you give them the why and they go, Oh yeah. Namaste to you too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Absolutely
2: true story coming back from Oregon Thai camp. Um, I handed my boarding pass to the lady at the gate. She scanned it. And when she motioned to hand it back to me, <laughs> I absolutely did. It completely involuntary. Right. There, exactly. was, there was no part. It <laughs> just happened. I didn't want the lady to make me do push-ups, um, clearly. So, you know, it just, it's like it didn't, it was an out-of-body experience that I just popped that. And I just, I just... I think I literally was just like, like, please forgive me. I'm coming back from a multi-day martial art event. Have a great day. Thank you.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny. And I, I'm betting a lot of those people working that boarding thing would wish they could give push-ups out to people, huh?
2: <laughs> I, I would imagine so. I would imagine so.
1: I think they um, would enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> all right, Brian, let's, let's take a step back. Let's talk about um, kind of what you, what you do for a living. You're, you're a teacher, educational teacher. You teach. Um, yes. Cool.
2: Yeah, Um, so my, and I'm literally going to look at the clock because it's, you know me very well, you get me Uh talking about something I'm passionate about and how many hours, so I don't, I don't want to, you know, seriously, I don't want to go on and on and on. Um, My, my work as an educator really is kind of entwined with my involvement with the lineage that we're both involved with today. I grew up kind of in the performing arts. I did that until my early 20s, uh, got a bachelor's in theater and roundabout ended up in moving to Las Vegas after getting my bachelor's one about one month before 9-11. Oh, wow. And that kind of decimated the tourism industry and with it entertainment. And it was a very strange year. And I mean, I did fine financially but it wasn't very fulfilling. There wasn't a lot going on. Um, Moved back home. I had a best friend who was a teacher and I had taught um, children's theater. I had taught stage combat. I had taught magic um, like theatrical magic, like a magician Mm -hmm. um, at one time or another. So I um, had subbed for a year while I was kind of, it's, it's one of those good jobs that you can do while you're looking for, you know, things in the performing arts.
1: Now, can and, I ask what what's yeah, home go ahead. Uh, was home California? Because when I met you, you were yes. living out in the Pomona area.
2: Yes, that's so hometown. Hometown is is Diamond Bar, California. OK, um, which, you know, Dr. Mark Cheng makes his home there today, which is kind of a crazy. It's such a small world um but you know that that is the the kind of eastern border of Los Angeles County and that and that's kind of the southern border uh as well as you go a little bit further south you're in Orange County you go a little bit further east you're in San Bernardino County so yes um and so I when I made the decision to become a teacher I just kind of stopped talking about my performing arts practice, is like I lived, I lived my life for so many years defining my identity in this way. I, I'm going, you know, head first into becoming an educator. So I'm going to kind of set this down for a while and, and go become a teacher. And, um, I, actually did something I don't know if they have them anymore It's called an intern credential which means I was I was teaching full time while I was working on my credential in a really high needs kind of urban high school in eastern Los Angeles County in Roland Heights and um so I did that for a year saved my entire salary because I was living at home I also had some savings from being a performer. Moved out and bought a little condo in Chino Hills, California, and started my, you know, my second year of full-time teaching. And that was also the year that I started training with uh, Sifu Bud Thompson in Whittier. Okay, so Sifu Bud is, um, I believe, at this point, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, everybody, I believe, uh, grew in Asanto's oldest active full instructor with a commercial school. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken,
1: you're correct. Yeah, I'm gonna. I would if you were to put that on a trivia thing for me to guess, I would say yes. <laughs> That's correct.
2: <laughs> and so I, you know, so I I was um, I had grown up. I do a, you know a couple months or a year of martial arts and then stop and then and then do, it was hit and miss growing up. But I was always reading about Guru and and Bruce Lee and all the other associated. Um, arts and instructors and so I was it for me it was always well, how do they how do they study all that stuff at the same time? I was always fascinated. Um, and I was always buying, you know, Panther Productions, VHS tapes and unique productions, VHS tapes and um, various people associated with the lineage. And so I started work immediately on my master's degree in educational technology that was at Cal Poly Pomona. Um, my master's thesis slash project was half thesis, half DVD, because everybody's got to remember this was 2006. So this was cutting edge at the time. Um, and it was a DVD about using Jeet Kune Do philosophy to make the classroom teacher functional. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you had essentially, and this, this might start fights, but I'm just going to go ahead. You had essentially your educator, John Fawn, you had the seminal, you know, techniques, um, ideas, you know, ways that you were going to, classroom management, um, things like that. And then you had having gone through those things for enough time, you had your educator Jeet Kune Do, which was what you were developing uniquely as a K-12 educator rooted in all those foundational things. But you had developed that uniquely to, to work for yourself and not only work for yourself, but thrive um, with within the classroom. So that was actually my project at the time. And then-
1: wow. um, I wish I yeah. would have read. I tell you something amazing i kind of did the same thing when i got hired to teach university in kazakhstan very because cool. not like that before especially you know things like that i i got a degree in english i got a degree in film communication and so they're having me teach and i walked into a classroom going okay what the hell do i do well first thing the department had said well there's a syllabus but the syllabus is not a bible it's a guide I said, okay, great. He said, I want critical thinking and I want, you know, what he gave me. I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. This is not a problem. This I've got background in. And all I did was take JKD training progressions and apply them to learning the topics that I was having to teach them. And that's, I mean, I'm just thrilled to kind of hear you say that going, well, thank God I was going in what I would consider a right direction then because like- that's Absolutely. Awesome.
2: And so even, I mean, really right now today, um, and I'll flesh this out quickly in just a moment today, that's the same way in my little online uh, martial arts learning community, which is essentially what I'm still offering. I'm not really doing any live teaching at this point. I, I'll go back and figure that point out. I know, depending on your perspective, we're still either in the pandemic or post-pandemic. It's, I'm, I'll figure that. Peace out. But in my online organization, which is my main offering at this time uh, in the J.K.D. program, we have a Jun Fawn level or two, which then sets you up for the J.K.D. phase. And I explain it the same way. You have the seminal techniques, combinations, etc. cetera. The system. Those are going to be our Jun Fawn levels. And then you have something that's a little bit more performance based, a little bit more oriented towards taking those things and figuring out something that's uniquely, that uniquely fits you. And that's, and that's the JKD level within that progression. And so that's how I continue. I know sometimes this is a controversial, even today, it's a little sad that it is, but in our community, um, this is something that people will, will argue about that's, that's essentially the way that I explain it.
1: Yeah. You know, I think, uh, and this has been a little side blurb conversation I've had with several people who've come on here. Um, just mainly because I'm clearly grabbing people I know, and, and we're running in those same circles on social media. When I start looking at the numbers of those involved in that and who they are, um, they're just loud. It's a small group that's loud. and um, I think should be promptly ignored for the most part, to be honest with you, uh, unless once they push blatant lies, then yeah, counter it. just so people don't get you know suckered into it, but you know, for the most part, I would try to go sweeping up their mess behind them all the time because it's you know, they can be as controversial as they are uh, mad about what you're doing or what I'm doing, or however long they want or as loud as they want, but in the end, they don't pay your bills. And they're not correct. (laughs) Absolutely. It's a great way Uh, to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, honestly, you know, like from the outside, um, looking at the things you're doing, you're doing a a good job with a lot of of stuff. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I think you're teaching a lot of people uh, a lot of valuable things. So I would say, you know, for whatever my opinion is worth, keep doing what you're doing and the way you're doing it. I
2: appreciate it um you know and i i'm one of those people i i can easily be accused of seeing the world through rose colored glasses again i know that's rhetoric that that people like to throw at people i i i really am kind of one of those like i wish i just wish everybody could get along better and i know sometimes maybe how naive that makes me sound but it's, just, it's like everybody loses when we have that inability and that goes beyond JKD, obviously. I mean, that's that's the entirety of martial arts.
0: And this concludes the abbreviated version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. Please click the like and subscribe buttons, as well as the notification bell. Also consider subscribing to the full-length podcast at www.patreon.com slash malmag, or purchasing individual full-length episodes at malmag.gumroad.com. Thank you for listening to this episode with Dr. Brian Stoops. Coming up next week is a big show. We have some drummers. We have Alex Acuna, Michael Dubin, and Euro Zambrano. Check out the MalMag store at www.martialartslifestylemagazine.com and click on the store tab. There, you will find a full selection of Timmy B's brand sticks for FMA and Kirby Krabong, as well as Timmy B's and Dos Manos t-shirts. Many more products coming soon. Also, click on our Courses tab to purchase online courses, right now featuring a course in the Dos Mano stick of FMA. More courses to come. This show is produced by Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine. Visit us at www.martialartslifestylemagazine.com and enjoy the free version of our online magazine with articles, a recommended schools page, and a worldwide events calendar. Music by Jackal Relic. Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine and the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast are trademarked and copyrighted by TNT LLC.